Hi, I'm Stephanie Poole, founder and CEO of Birth Prep Academy. I'm on a mission to help pregnant moms prepare for their first hospital birth. I'm sharing revealing conversations about what it really takes to successfully transition into motherhood. So join me here to discover things like what to expect in childbirth, how to prepare for your birth. We'll also talk about breastfeeding and so much more. I'm so grateful to share it all with you right here on Oh Baby, the podcast created for pregnant moms preparing for their first hospital birth. Let's get started. Hello, I am so excited that you decided to join me for another episode. If you're new here, my name is Stephanie Poole. I am the founder of Birth Prep Academy, where we help pregnant women prepare for their first hospital birth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, we got a good episode up ahead. We're going to be talking about three signs to know that you are not prepared for birth. I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm going to lay it out for you. But before I do, you know that we have a segment here called What Up Though? And in this particular segment, well, first of all, in case you're new, this segment is really an opportunity for me to get to know you and for you to get to know me as well, where I just talk about whatever is relevant, whatever is going on with me at the moment, maybe something I've been interested in or just took notice of. We discuss it in this short segment before we jump into the episode. So without further ado, over the weekend, I had to do some things around the house. And so I was pretty much in all weekend. And that kind of led me to viewing quite a few documentaries. Now to know me is to know that there are a few things that just are categorically Stephanie. And one of those things is in fact documentaries, but it's been actually a while since I've tuned into any. I used to watch them fairly regularly and then life happened. And so it's been a while since I've tuned into good ones, at least. And so I took the liberty this weekend to get caught up on a few while I was doing some stuff around the house. And so, yeah, I'm going to talk about those. They were pretty interesting. And I must say, so, okay, there's this joke my husband has about me because my YouTube searches are so eclectic. Y'all, it could be cooking videos. It could be entrepreneur videos. It could be workout videos. It could be raw vegan videos. Like it's not that I'm dedicated to one particular thing. And that's what he always teases me about is the fact that it's so eclectic. It could be current news. It could be whatever, what the stock market. <laughs> like you look through my YouTube search and you will be thoroughly confused as far as who I am as a person because it's just so much stuff there. And I feel like the documentaries I watched this weekend reflects that. My viewing choice is all over the place because I watched three, three different ones and they're just on all sorts of different topics. Okay, so the first one I watched was it came up like in my suggestions and it was the story of this particular slave that came over from West Africa, right? He was caught and aboard one of the ships. He came here and it turns out he was actually a prince. Like his dad was a king over in Africa. And so that whole story was just pretty fascinating. I didn't know that, especially the details that went into the story. It's a well-documented story, actually. And so I encourage you to look it up if that is something of interest for you. But I must say this story was very fascinating to me. I didn't like the fact that this particular documentary had a lot of reenactment with it. And so I didn't like that aspect. I just like for you to tell me the fact and walk me through 
the timeline and the events of what happened, whereas they had the reenactment and it wasn't too bad, but it just, that's typically not what I prefer to watch. But once I got started, it was actually pretty good. Okay. So that was the first one. The second one that I watched was about the Malaysian flight that disappeared. And this was just so crazy to me because I remember hearing about it in the headlines, but of course I didn't follow it closely. And so now I'm watching the documentary of it and it was just like, what? And it was pretty interesting to see like certain protocols that happen when you board a flight. And of course I've gotten on tons of flights, gone a lot of different places and you just don't, at least for me, I never think about all of the things, the protocol that happens happens to get you up in the air and then to your destination and hopefully back home safely, right? There's a bunch of different checklists that the pilots do and the crew does and the air traffic control, you know, and so it was interesting just seeing all of those things. And unfortunately, in this particular instance, there were quite a few things that were supposed to be done that just were not. And so there was a lot of unanswered questions. It was a bit sad because a lot of the families of those passengers on the plane, they just simply have no closure. There was never any official crash site. So no bodies were recovered. And so, yeah, it was that part of it was very sad to just understand that those families don't necessarily have the closure and that there's really no clear explanation to what exactly happened to the plane, only that it disappeared and it just stopped communicating with air traffic control. So it's one of those things that is still a mystery. And I think it would be of interest to see if in the coming years, anything ever surfaces. So yeah, that, that was interesting. I don't want to get too deep into it because there was a lot there to analyze. As a matter of fact, if you've seen this documentary or one on the Malaysian flight that disappeared, DM me like straight up, go to my DMs over on Instagram and let me know what you think about that. Cause that was, that was pretty just, it was weird that there's really no closure. So yeah, there's that one. And then the third one that I watched was y'all, it was about hummingbirds. <laughs> I know. So random, right? <laughs> hummingbirds. Yes. And I just talked about how they have evolved over time. There's all these different species of hummingbirds and the beaks on the bird has adapted to the type of flower that it pollinates. It was absolutely fascinating. And when I turned it on, I was like, do I really want to watch something about hummingbirds? I mean, it's hummingbirds, right? But it was one of those documentaries that as I watched it, I couldn't turn it off. It was so fascinating to just see. They are so unique. They have their wingspan, how they flap so many times within a minute, how they have to eat to keep up the energy to be able to pollinate. And y'all, it was so interesting. I will say all three of those, I learned a lot. And it fed my appetite for documentaries. So I'm glad I spent some time getting caught up on those. You have to be careful with documentaries, I feel, because sometimes they're really good. And then sometimes they can be full of someone's perspective. And I tend to lean towards the ones that really just present helpful information so that I can have a conclusion about it. I like the ones that kind of stick to the facts and just tell you about whatever topic they are covering. And I must say that all three tended to be that way. So I think that's one of the reasons why I was so pleased in terms of spending time watching those. But yeah, very eclectic. I know y'all, that's who I am. Take me or leave me. So (laughs) 
that is it for this section of what up though now it is time to jump into the podcast let's get started okay so today our episode is going to focus around the three signs to know that you are not prepared for birth so if you recognize these things in yourself, this is going to be a wake-up call for you, for you to know, hey, I, I need to implement these things. I need to really get on it and be a little bit more intentional about your planning. So I'm hoping that that will be the outcome of today's episode. And I think this is going to be hugely beneficial. Of course, I tend to focus on first-time moms. It's a lot of women that get value from my content. So I'm well aware that there are other people that tune in besides first-time moms, but I think that this episode is going to be especially helpful for you because as a first-time mom, I've said it before, with your first pregnancy, you just have no point of reference. You don't know exactly what you should be prepared for. You know some of the overall things, but I'm here to really talk to you about the nuances. So with that being said, the very first thing that should be a red flag for you to know that you are not prepared for birth is your money. Mm -hmm. Money, honey. (laughs) I know you probably were expecting something totally different, like a particular type of diaper bag or some special type of pacifier. No, I'm going to give it to you real and straight. And first things first, you should be preparing for your maternity leave. You should be preparing your money to cover your maternity leave Let's put this in perspective. This is the time when you are going to be home with your baby, which likely means that your income will be reduced or may even be non-existent during this time. Okay, especially if you're here in the United States, I could get on a soapbox. I could preach because I absolutely hate the fact that we have no support or financial bridge for women who are on maternity leave as opposed to other westernized countries. And we are supposed to be a leader globally. And yet this is one area that we just we are so far behind on. Uh, With that being said, if you're here in the United States and you are going to give birth, especially for the first time, you need to prepare your money to cover your maternity leave. You need to be talking to your HR to see what type of benefits you have. You need to be adjusting your spending habits now so that you can only really focus on what absolutely needs to be paid and everything else. Maybe shift that to a savings. We actually go over all of this inside of my program, Bump to Bundle Blueprint. So if you want to have that guidance to walk you through exactly the steps you need to be looking at, the budget, the savings plan, all of that is inside the program. You can check where you are viewing this or where you're listening to the podcast and you should be able to click the link so that you can check that out. But regardless, you need to prepare yourself for maternity leave. Now, let me just share this with you. When I was pregnant, I remember I worked, my husband worked, and when I was pregnant with my son, I gave birth. I prepared everything out. Well, I should back up and say I prepared the things that seemed to be the squeaky wheel. So I prepared for the hospital, what I'm going to wear home, what the baby is going to wear. I prepared those things, right? But I had no clue. I just... I. 
it never occurred to me that I needed to make a very intentional plan to be off work during that time and figure out how we would make our money stretch during that time when I wouldn't be working, seeing as how that was something we counted on regularly. And I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds funny. Like, how could you not remember that? But I just didn't think about it. And maybe part of that is because I was married. And so there was another income. And maybe I just, I don't, I can't really say for sure. And I'm not going to make up some random excuse. I'm just going to say that I didn't give it as much thought as it needed to have. I wish I would have prepared more, which is a big reason why when I created Bump to Bundle Blueprint, I made it a point to include this. This actually is one of the first things that we go over before you get started on planning any other part of your birth. We talk about the money and the importance of it because that's just how important it is. You will have expenses to come up that are unplanned as well as your regular expenses that if you're working, you're used to meeting those needs. And again, if you're in the United States, there's likely going to be a big reduction in your income during that time. And even if there is some support there available, it will likely be slim to none. And that's just the reality of it. And so it's important that you realize that this needs to be accounted for. And even if you are in a country where there is support. You have to be intentional on finding out what do you have to do to tap into that support? Is there any paperwork that needs to be completed in order for you to be able to start that ball rolling? And how long does it take for those benefits to actually kick in? These are things you need to know and you need to take time right now to prepare for them. It makes a difference on the quality of your maternity leave. Trust me, trying to figure this stuff out after you've given birth, after you have a baby that is not quite sleeping through the night. So your sleep is interrupted and you're trying to take care of the baby. You're trying to recover for yourself and you're trying to figure out your maternity coverage as far as money. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be like me. Stop now. Figure it out. So that's sign number one. If you don't have your money figured out, if you don't have a budget, if you don't have a savings, okay, do not go past go, go back, figure it out. That is sign number one. Hi, mama. Got an empty hospital bag? No birth plan? Or how about this? You want to make a birth plan, but don't know where to start? No problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Bump to Bundle Blueprint, an online program designed to help you create a stress-free birth blueprint in six weeks or less. Listen, if you think you need help preparing for your baby's arrival, you absolutely do. Check out our wildly popular free masterclass titled Three Mistakes First Time Moms Make When Preparing for Birth and What to Do Instead. This masterclass is chucked full of all kinds of valuable information, like my three-step framework for creating a stress-free birth plan, the number one way to have a positive birth experience, and the secret to transitioning into motherhood like a boss. If you're pregnant and want to learn more about our proven method to help you prepare for your first hospital birth, click the link in the show notes. See you there. All right. Sign number two is if you don't have a birth blueprint. Now, I'm not here to toot my own horn, but I am here to give you what I consider to be the best options out there. And that is not to just have a single PDF download of a birth plan and think that now you're prepared for birth and you're ready. That's not going to do. 
It's not packing a hospital bag full of all of the things that I told you. I went out and I got everything ready and I thought, okay, I'm ready to have this baby. Y'all, it was so much more than that that I needed, but I didn't realize it until after the fact. And so that is the reason why I created the program. And that's the reason why I talk about it so much, because there is an option out there for you to have support so that you can get all of the important areas that we know are important to help women have a successful transition into motherhood. All of that is encompassed inside of the program. So you don't have to think about what are the important areas. You don't have to figure that out. Stop the Google searches. I already did it. I've been through it. I've been through the process. I have it all laid out for you step by step by step inside of the program. And so if you don't have a birth plan, if you don't have what I call a birth blueprint, and if If you want to know the difference between the two, I will link that episode beneath as well. It's the previous episode. So go back one episode and you can see the difference between the two. If you don't, if you are not comprehensively prepared in the significant areas of money, of preparing your home, of your postpartum, all of those things, you are not fully prepared because a hospital bag ain't it. That's just scratching the surface. That is the second sign. Again, you can go back to the previous episode and get more information on the details of those areas and you know what you need. You can also click where you're listening to the podcast for the show notes so you can get more information about the program if you'd like that guidance to walk you through step by step. So that is number two. Now, the third sign is the support component. Okay. What do I mean by support? If you don't have your support clearly designated and by support, I mean, not just the support you'll need in postpartum, but I mean your support person, right? You need to be very clear who your support person is going to be. Now, let me pause here and say, I always recommend to designate two and a possible at minimal. So two and a possible, two to three. And the reason for this is because life happens, situations happen, all sorts of things can come up and you want to be supported no matter what. It is also a lot in those first six to 12 weeks in maternity leave where you know, there are opportunities for support. And so you don't necessarily want to have to depend on all of them being supported with one particular person, with one specific person. You want to be able to have some options and you want to split it up so that No one person is being burnt out from staying up with you or running errands or whatever the case may be, right? So I always say designate two and a possible to be your support person who is going to be in the delivery room. That will be a support person who's going to be at home with you. That is going to be a support person. Will you need any help at night? That is a support person. Will you be able to manage getting yourself and the baby to follow up visits? That may require support. These are all opportunities for you to identify before you need them. And that really is the key to why my moms are so successful, because we help them to identify these problems well in advance before they get stuck in certain situations and then are wishing that they would have had the clarity or the wherewithal to be able to make the preparation ahead. 
they have made the preparation. And so it's just a matter of pulling certain pieces into place and boom, they're moving forward. And that's what I want for you. You definitely need to, again, identify who your support person is going to be. And then the second component of that is to identify where you are going to need help. And I just mentioned a few of those areas where you may need help. Again, getting back and forth to the doctor for follow-up for you and the baby, running errands, maybe helping out at night or even during the day because if your maternity plan is for you to stay out maybe four weeks and then do a hybrid where two weeks you start to ease back into maybe some of your responsibilities. If you're a business owner like myself, it may be a little difficult for you to be completely away for that full maternity leave. So maybe you take on a few tasks in between to get back into the notion of what's going on inside your business. Well, you may need help to support you to be able to do that. Thinking about that ahead of time is far better than just in the thick of it. And another reason why it's so helpful to think about these things ahead of time is also because it gives your support person lead time to make whatever necessary adjustments they have to make in their schedule, right? If they're going to be assisting you at doctor's appointments, that means they may need to make a shift in their schedule. If they are going to be running you back and forth, or if they're going to maybe help with the baby at night a few days a week, these are all things that they also need to be able to make arrangements for. And so you want to discuss this and be crystal clear about it up front. And it goes far beyond just getting you through labor and delivery. You absolutely do want a support person to support you during that time. That is very crucial. That person may be different from who's home with you late in the coming weeks, but every person should be identified and their area of where you are looking to really utilize their help, that needs to be decided up front so that you can prepare them. Everyone has a clear idea of what the expectation is going to be during that time. And you'll find that it just makes the quality Again, I spoke about this before, but it just makes the quality of your maternity leave so much better. It is enhanced. It is next level, right? As opposed to you struggling, figuring it out on the fly, and then being overwhelmed because everything is thrown at you all at once. So we talked about making sure your money was categorically taken care of and budgeted for the upcoming maternity leave. We talked about the birth blueprint and the need for it to be comprehensive and for it to really help support you in the areas that are going to be necessary. You can go back to the other podcast episode, the one right before this one, and we get specifically into what those areas are, but you need something comprehensive, not a PDF or a checklist. You need something that's going to help you get all the different areas together, including your money, including your support, including your home, including your inventory, stocking things, the nursery, all of that stuff. And yeah, so that is a component. And then the third and final component is the support component. You need to make sure that you have identified the people that you are going to be leaning on during birth and postpartum. That should be two and a possible. So two people in case something happens with one, you have an alternate and then a third person to help as backup to those two that can step in and give you that flexibility. That is ideal. 
That is what you're aiming for. If you have to go with one, use what you have, but it is my recommendation to try to identify two and a possible as far as support. Um, okay, so here is an, a bonus tip. We talked about the three signs of you not being prepared. If you don't have your money, if you don't have a birth blueprint, and if you don't have support, you are not prepared for birth. And that's just that. It just is what it is. That's I'm putting it out there. I'm drawing the line in the sand. You are not ready for birth. Now, the fourth thing, this is a bonus that I'm going to throw in. And that is if you're breastfeeding, if you have decided that you want to really try to breastfeed, if that is going to be your first choice, right? In terms of feeding, you need to learn about breastfeeding before you have the baby. Boom. I'm going to just leave that where it is. The reason why so many people struggle with giving birth is because they're not Prepared. And the reason why so many people struggle with breastfeeding is because they're not prepared. This is not something that you can just do on a whim or you can just figure it out as you go along. That is an option. Trust me, people do it every day, all day. However, it is not the best option. It is not going to be optimal for you to have, you know, we talked about that next level feeling of a positive birth experience, that next level feeling of having a maternity leave where you can actually relax and recover during that time. You won't be able to do that if you are struggling during that time trying to get your footing. And so the extra bonus is for you to not just take care of the three areas that we talked about, but also to make sure that you are taking time to learn how to breastfeed. Now, if you do decide to go with our program, we do have an option where all of that is included as well. So again, make sure you check out the show notes for that, but you need to learn if not for me from somebody, because if breastfeeding is what you want to do, I say over and over again, it is not easy, but the process of breastfeeding is simple. So you're going to have to put in work. You're going to have to have some point of reference of, you know, what to do the moment the baby is born and how to progress and the concept of breastfeeding so that you can get in a good milk supply right from the beginning. That's often a struggle of a lot of moms. And so you can really empower yourself to circumvent some of that by being aware and having a knowledge, a point of reference up front before you ever go into labor of how the process works and different steps you can take to really get off to a good start. So those are my four, yeah, I gave four, three and a bonus, right? Things that you need to really look and assess. And if they are not there, I am being crystal clear that you are not ready for birth. Now, you do not have to prepare by yourself. That's the good thing. You don't have to do this alone. You don't have to wonder if you have everything set up or ready to go. You can join Bum to Bundle Blueprint where we walk you through that step by step. You can go to birthprepacademy.com forward slash masterclass. It will take you through what the program is, what is included and how you can get started. So that is where you want to head to. If that sounds like something of interest for you, I will link to that in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. You guys, as always, it is truly a pleasure to be able to talk to you so intimately here. I do not take you for granted. Thank you for joining me today. And until next time, happy birthing.